Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of the Air Art series. I hope you've been enjoying the episode so far. See you guys don't mind my voice. I'm feeling I'm feeling strong by the grace of God, right? I'm feeling very, very strengthened. And my friend has been stressing me since morning. She has been giving me while I don't have to lie. Am I lying? I've been literally. She, I was sitting here. somewhere. She said I must stand up. That that place is for dignitaries alone. That I have to come and sit down somewhere. Your words, <laughs> not mine. That I have to go and sit down on the place for maids and slaves. Your words, not mine. So that's what I've been going through, right? May God give us people that cares about us genuinely and love us in Jesus' name. Amen. So I hope you guys have been enjoying the series so far so far we've done life from our view and then life in its seasons so we're going into another sub series which is, is what is love so that's just it what is love about love and all it entails we'll be focusing about a lot of things um love we're talking about sex love as it relates to sex love as it relates to money so love sex and money we're talking about love as it relates to relationships we're talking about love in general but we're putting it back to god many times we miss the fact that everything that has to do with love and even life itself relates and comes from relates to god and comes from god so for you to truly understand all these things you must see it from the perspective god sees it from so you people many people think oh you can have God in every area of your life. You can have a spiritual life aside from your love life. Or you can have a financial life aside from your spiritual life. Everything revolves around your spirituality. Because man is first a spirit and he has a soul and he lives in a body. So man is in itself is a spirit. You yourself, you're a spirit. So everything you do is spiritual. You just reside in a body. The body is not really you. It's just like a, a home for your body I mean, for your spirit self to relate on the earth. Because once you're dead, it's just your spirit that exists. So you cannot relate with earthly people like us anymore. So basically, we'll be talking about this episode. We'll be talking about first love. So we're talking about how you met your first love. What it was like. How that has affected you. And what you think love is as opposed to what you think thought love was before how your um perspective and knowledge about love has evolved so far and how god relates how god comes into that picture for you basically so we're starting with um alana alana introduce yourself please she insisted i call her alana she has another name is that not my name okay but i will call her alana Ah. for today for the sake of this podcast hello okay my name is alana Period. Alana, period. <laughs> that's it. That's my answer. Our son name is period. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Yes. I'm from England. England. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Um, anything else about yourself? Alana is a very amazing person, just to put that out there. Very sweet. Very nice. I know she thinks I'm lying because she knows herself that that's too good to be true. <laughs> I know I'm phenomenal, so you don't have to But the to point say. is... She is one of the most amazing people you can have in your life. Like you need an Alana in your life. What's your IG page again? Alana no, J. No. Kingdom. 
So if you want an Alana in your life, go to her page, follow her, stalk her. <laughs> I'm giving you permission. Toast her. She's very fine, long legs and all of it. And she's currently single, right? Abby, did ah. I get that right? <laughs> because your status might have changed and I don't know. She's currently single. Please, we want eligible men, not just any kind of men. Eligible suitable uh-huh. she's a spec and naibo girl you go pay money very well fun fact i'm not equal and um, oh, but God. she's from the place that they have to pay money <laughs> plenty plenty money <laughs> you must pay plenty money for her basically okay alana tell us you think love is i think love is genuine deep feeling for another human being. Does it necessarily have to be another person? Can't it be to a thing? It could be to a thing, but are we talking about that? We're talking about love in general. Okay, I think it is deep, genuine, soft feeling that you have or something so you want to do, etc. etc. Okay, that's fine. What do I think love is? For me for me though i think love is love evolves for me over time like i used to, i have like different perspectives but for now what me i think love is and as much as it seems so cliche and so oh okay I me mean, i think love is god and god is love like in his entirety like for me to feel love so towards another person god has to be at the center of it love is what is like love is something that is between something and someone and someone else or something and something else just something that connects two entities together basically and i feel what that is for me is god i feel that god is that thing that connects me to other people and things so if he doesn't have the characteristics of what God embodies, then it is not love. Mm-hmm. Basically, for me. So, who was your first love and what was it like? My first love is this guy that I met when I was in primary or secondary? Secondary school. I think I was in SS. Jesus, you do not love since primary school. What did I know about love? Okay. I just, I just. <laughs> I mean, even if it was a crush, that a guy you just liked. I have no recollection sure. before him. Oh, that's that's bad. Continue. That's bad or that's that's mature. Very mature. Uh, nonsense. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> very very interesting. All this, you know, fairy tale, um, fate kind of story. How it met. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my first mm-hmm. Tell us about it. What was it How like? It, oh, it was... It was juvenile, of course. Obviously. It was... Unrealistic. It was... You know how something is not mature? Like, it was unripe. Mm. But then... It was real. It was on my from on my own end. It was very so. Genuine, you don't know if real. it was genuine on its own side. I don't, and it doesn't matter at this point. 
sense. I mean, I'm sure he had feelings for me, okay, but you don't it, know if it, it was, was love. As, yeah, yeah, it was as deep and sincere. So, how many times have you fallen in love since then? Twice in my lifetime. So, aside from him, there's just somebody else. Yes. Okay. We'll get to that. So, let me. Who would? Okay, my first love. Like I said, when I was trying to define love, love evolves. For me, over time, love evolves, right? So, um, what I used to think love was growing up is not longer what I used, to, what I think it is. Now, for me, I feel like because it is no longer what it used to be, I feel like the former representation of what I thought love was was never real. It was just something i didn't know and i thought it was what it was because i lacked understanding about it and that's just how it is many things in life we think we know and we don't actually know and we express a version of it that is not really what it is that you don't even know what to call it actually because i don't know what to call what i felt at that at that point but my friend said it is lost but i don't want i don't want to believe it was lost because now, fine, lust is not totally sexual. You know what? Let me Google lust right now. <laughs> <laughs> not be by force. Is it not me there? Yeah, yeah, am no. I not the one feeling it? Is it not my lost. feeling? Oh yeah, Google. Meaning. Forget all this. Uh, you will want to forget that what one. What's the true meaning of lust? Why are they saying sexual? Uh-huh. Entirely. Even if it's not entirely sexual, it's something that is excessive or something. You know, it was anything romantic is you may not be having the sex, but it's your sexual parts that Okay, that was um like expressing it. Obvious okay. That is a valid point. It was like the part of me that wanted to feel something romantic. Okay. It was a part okay, so it wasn't end okay. I feel like that makes sense some type of way. But let me just give perspective to it. So in primary school, right, there was this guy, Bio, very fine boy, tall. Yes, primary four. I was almost done with primary four. So very fine. Had the most beautiful eyes. I'm even imagining him right now. And almost for a primary school boy, that boy was a speck. Like, just so you guys know. And then he liked me. Like, to think that the finest guy in class as a primary school girl likes you is one of the biggest achievements for a primary school girl. Just so you know. And he taught me how to write, like, properly write. Like, my writing is one of the best. Like, teachers or lecturers will tell me, wow, like, your writing is, just so you know, like, your writing is very good. And it's because of him. And I I hold that to him. And then we got very close. His cousin, oh, his brother was my cousin's best friend. And my cousin lived with us. So we get to see a lot of times. And when he got to secondary school, he started liking one of that girl that had big breasts and boom, boom. And at, at that time, <laughs> at that time, I had not started having anything. So it made me feel bad. If only he had waited. As in, <laughs> it made me feel bad because I felt like, is it because I've not developed <laughs> that is treating me this way and funnily he made it clear that he still liked me but he just felt what were his words at that time that i think i was in gs1 when he said oh 
probably because we're not attending the same secondary school and he wanted to be with someone that they were attending the same secondary school. It just gave me one flipping reason. But the point is that we were not committed to each other. We never asked each other out or had a proper relationship. It was just that I liked him and he liked me and everybody knew about it. But I just felt odd anyways. But when I got to secondary school, I think Bill was older than me, just to clear that out. Like, I mean, it took two years for me, but we're in the same class. So, it gave me this thing of always wanting to be with an older person. I don't know how to explain. Till today, I don't think I can date my age mate. I don't think I can be with someone who is the same age as me. Because there's this part of me that wants to be with someone who commands respect and... I just see that in other people. I know it's not necessarily that way, but maybe it's where I grew up. Because as a GS2, there was this guy that liked me and he was about 22. And I was, as a GS2, I was 11 or thereabouts. Just so you see the age difference. It's not right. You shouldn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) But actually, it wasn't right because I later found out after my brain had developed, obviously, that he used to carry small girls to his place and like do different things to them. But for some reasons, at that time, I was very wise actually because he would ask me to come to his place and I would say no. He liked me, but I didn't necessarily like him back. He was very fine. Trust me, very fine. Very handsome man. But <laughs> I say handsome man. He was a man. Yeah, but we never. He told me he was waiting for me to grow at that point. That's grooming. Oh, this, this is drama that you're unpacking right now. <laughs> but funny. nothing never really happened actually yeah but you see this is the thing how you said that you had this idea of love that no longer is right now those people who you thought you loved at the time i didn't love him no not this one mm. but like with all those yeah Jago and <laughs> them them this type of thing if you had told me in secondary school that the people that were older than me that were hitting on me didn't like me i wouldn't have believed you because sure. the interest they showed in me kind of gave me the idea that they like but that is very wrong somebody that age should not be having affections for me that is significantly younger than him Signi- like it should not it should okay. be in his own defense he said i was very mature for my age <laughs> nonetheless all the same all the same actually i do understand where she's coming from but looking back i always have had advances from older men like even when i got to gs3 even this post okay i've not spoken about pussy yet so i met pussy on to go <laughs> Boom. so and just to give you guys a perspective from primary school i'd been using a phone so i was very exposed growing up i had like from gs1 i had like a phone that I had access to like social media the already card for the eels of <laughs> the world and to let you even know i will speak about this later but at that time at as a gs2 gs3 i used to watch porn <laughs> <laughs> like i will talk about that i would dedicate when i'm when i want to talk about celibacy and sex and the likes i'll bring that up and talk about it in full i mean who did it like that time even if you didn't want to, to everybody not, was yes, watching so people child. in class that time would gather and watch porn Bro, let me like wap trick 
Wap trick was the was the deal then. Oh, Every, so it was a wap trick. Eh. Because <laughs> I can't forget. And do you know I read? I'll talk about all that later. I don't want to digress. We are talking about love here. We're not talking about the sexual traumas we had to go through as children. <laughs> but I'm going to talk about that in another entirely. I'll open up about it, obviously. But now I'm just talking about okay. I met Pussy on to go. Now, most guys you meet on to go ask for your nude as at that time. Really? Yes. I, I missed out on an era. I've missed um, out on eras. So, as a GS3, though, most uh, guys wanted to see your nudes. And I did not have breasts and I did not have bum bum. So, what that we do then was on to go. There were groups that people would send you, so I'll not carry those nudes and send it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was sending other people. Man nudes to the guys and they'll be like wow like <laughs> but it wasn't my body it was like other people but then i met pussy pussy didn't ask me for my nude pussy wanted it seemed to me that i wanted something genuine it was in ss1 or thereabouts and i was in gs3 ish i'm not sure of the specifics but we really liked each other and he told me he wanted to go to oau so since then i had it in my mind that come rain come sunshine I am going to owe you. And eventually, when we were in senior secondary school, I think SS1, I wrote my exams and I passed them like the NECO. So I applied him for you. And my parents were like, why do you want to go that far? That's you, I don't, 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 because I mean, I told them, because of man, man, I told them that whether they like it or not, is it that I go to OAU, I'm not going to university. And they actually, till today, my dad still talks about it that he should not have listened. To me that i should have not just even go to him that should be i don't want to go that i should not just go so pussy left for uni and then i'd already applied but i'd not written jump so he suffice to say i think he got to uni a year before me and i left secondary school in ss2 so that was why i was able to catch up i feel like it was my motivation to actually say so it was a good motivation at some point so when Pussy left for uni, we didn't really speak as much again. So I met this guy, Adiogo. It was at a children's day party. So he was looking for someone to dance with and he did not see. So my friend introduced us together and we started dancing together. So if I say all this time, I gave my life to Christ, like proper, proper. You know, as children, we come out every year, every children, every time. No, not me and you. Okay, but for me, I used to come out every time when they call Otako. But that GS3 going into SS one time, there was something different about it. It was genuine. I knew I wanted a relationship with God. And I knew I became born again at that point. But there's this book I've been reading by Kenneth Higgins, Spirit, Soul, and Body. And I realized that as much as I had become born again at that point, my spirit had been renewed my soul was you no know, i mean my spirit had become born again but my soul was not renewed the the intellect and the emotion part of me was still the same as much as i could relate to god in spirit my soul was not in subjection my soul and body were not in subjection to the spirit yet just to give you a perspective so at that point as much as i knew i loved god i did not live like it basically so i met adiogo we were at a party we danced, I rocked him, he fell in love. And everybody used it as a to joke with me that ah, she rocked him and immediately fell in love, that kind of thing. So he was the, okay, 
We went on Children's Day. My birthday was on June 2nd. He bought me a gift worth 15k as our secondary school on my birthday and it was just amazing i felt like ah, this guy really likes me so it wasn't that i liked him i just liked that he liked me and i liked the things he was doing to show me that he liked me so and i like the fact it was that he was a very wealthy boy his dad is a chief justice and it was very amazing dating somebody like that because we started dating i think july my birthday was June, and I found out that it was June 4th, so I thought it was fate that two days difference, mm. birthday time, that kind of thing. Mm. And he was very sweet at first, before he became something else, <laughs> but it was very sweet. And then when I, he got into uni was when he started to act up and all of that. So over time... I realized that I wasn't even sincere in the relationship because I even liked one of his other friends. It wasn't, it wasn't like, like looking back, to me it was real then because I did not have a definition of what was real or what wasn't. But looking back, it wasn't real because mm-hmm. was, there was one of his friends that I liked that used to sing one song. Ah, because even your boo will get a boo. He will not be using it to tease me that, like, mm-hmm. Adeo goes boo. Mm-hmm. boo, which was yeah. him and all of that and me i was laughing like i never really took the whole thing serious so and i felt like he knew about it and he was always hungry so when i got to school uni the first week of uni i did triple d <laughs> like i will still unpack all of these things now mind you like i said i had become born again but my soul was not saved i had not received the love of god into my heart i had not really like i became born again but i did not grow in it and then saving of the soul is a process it's not something that happens in one day once you become born again it's not automatic that your soul is saved that's the mistake people make for your soul to be saved you need to be renewed by the word of god and be transformed by the word of God. If you are not in tune with the word of God, which is the essence of God himself, there is no how your soul can be saved. Finally, you've become born again because it's your spirits. All things have passed away, all things have become new. But for things to truly become new, you must receive the word of God. It's just like if you buy a new phone. For you to know how to operate the phone, you must have the manual. Mm-hmm. So, And the manual is the word of God, basically. Yep. So if you, can't, if you don't have the manual, you don't know how to operate the phone, the phone will become useless to you. So your salvation is useless until you know how to use it, basically. And you know how to use it to transform your life and activate it in your life, basically. So just to justify the fact that I had... <laughs> there's, no there's no justification, basically. But just to give you a perspective. So the guy was very fine. Ah, Omo, that guy too was fine. Like, I used to like fine guys a lot that time. So, so we kissed. I, I still do. Mm. <laughs> so we kissed, and then I told her they would go about it. He was very angry. But then I was very honest looking back. Like, I was trying to be honest, right? We broke After up. <laughs> we broke up, and then it was around that time that I started the, to work the salvation of my soul, basically. I knew my life was with Christ, but I knew that I wasn't working in that line. So I started to work in it, but then I did not let myself fully renew myself or I did not let myself fully transform. I was on like an undone male. 
I didn't let myself get fully transformed by the word before I entered a new relationship. Mm-hmm. Because looking back, if I had been fully transformed, I would not have entered a relationship because a lot of things about it were not right. Because the first day, just to give you a clue, like the, before we entered a relationship, I was with him and then I went to meet my pastor. My pastor was like, yeah, yeah, are you in a relationship? I said, no. He was like, you're not ready for a relationship. Like, as if he could know that I was about to enter into something. But me, I'd get where I'd be. Coconut head, I know they listen, I know they hear. It's not about, you know, coconut head. It's just some things that, you know, experience teaches you better. I mean, but then, like they say, counsel is like the best teacher. Experience leaves a scar. Counsel doesn't. But now, if somebody tells you again, would you listen or would you not listen? They don't even need to tell me. They don't even need to tell me. Oh, I've learned my lesson. Learned your lesson from experience, not beyond repair. Yeah, but like the scar is still always there, basically, right? So basically, right? Before I go into what happened in that relationship and how it affected my perspective about love, let's talk to Alana. You said you've been in love two times, Mm. and. I'm sure the second time you had become more mature, it was something real, something ripe. You said that one was unripe. <laughs> but obviously, this one was ripe. You were, your mind was exposed enough to know right from wrong and what was good Not for entirely. You. Okay, tell us about Still, that. You, I just, I genuinely feel my life is a learning process because the things that, even right now, the things that I know to be right and, you know, I accept and I have learned would definitely be different from what I will learn in some two or three years to come. Mm. I'm constantly evolving and learning. So I was not entirely ready at that time. But I went through the thing anyway, you know, because the heart wants what it wants. <laughs> so how did that affect you, basically? How did that, how did that pan out? What happened? It, I mean, overall, it wasn't an entirely bad experience. It was a learning experience. What did you learn your experience? No, truly, truly, yeah, it, is, it is a learning experience because I have learned now to an extent what, like a lot about myself and how self, like love for self is paramount to be in a relationship. To be, although this person that I love that you love do you still love him i will my love never ends and, i may not yeah. be in, in love, love true. but my love never ends for the people that i love it never it goes on and on mm-hmm. so um how do i put this now now you say what's the question i was asking how did the relationship affect you Oh, yeah, it, it, it helped me grow. It helped me recognize a lot of traumas that I had from my childhood that, like, was... Reflecting. So it was an exposure for you? Yeah, it was an exposure, learning experience, and growing. Do you regret entering the relationship? No. Would you go back to the relationship? Hopefully not. Hopefully? Or I certainly mean, not? No. Okay. I mean, okay. No, I mean, like you, I had, you know, talk. This is a safe space. Speak. No, it's exactly a safe space because I, 
I don't want this thing that I'm about to say to get to the ears of certain people. Yeah. But are you vulnerable if you had really it's dealt with it? I'm, I'm okay. Just, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. But it's how you feel that is most important, right? Oh, yeah. No, I'm fine, but. I mean, but me, I just. As much as you don't want to alter the people, there are ways you can properly put it and. It won't seem to you know how you had counsel not to go into i you prayed about it don't whisper you prayed about yes it. i did pray about it and did you God have explicitly told, told me you not to okay me self i had dreams and <laughs> she be explicitly okay. told me no on more than one occasion but you did anyway. I did anyway. And while it was going good, I just felt like, well, did God change his mind? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not... I mean, it started out rough, which gave... Which was like, oh, wait, God, true, true. <laughs> true, true. You know? But then when it started to go good, I was like, well, I mean, I guess it's all right. I mean, God has probably... That was the part God was trying to get me. <laughs> and then... I mean, this is... I really needed to hear that and probably people needed to to because many times even when God says no and then the situation looks good mm-hmm. it becomes a justification to why you mm-hmm. made the decision by mm-hmm. yourself and I feel like beyond whether the situation is good or not mm-hmm. if God says no you should be able to accept that because it, it's beyond love it could be a job but the pay is good and God says, "Don't take the job." Yeah, it goes beyond whether it's a good situation or not. Is it suitable for your relationship with God? Can God enter that situation with you? Mm-hmm. That's that's why I'm saying that's where love comes on from. If God cannot be in it with me, then it is not love, mm-hmm. basically. So it was really good that you said that. It was mm-hmm. really nice, and yeah. it's not hurting anybody. No, it's not hurting. But I feel like if I want cause to be honest, I desperately wanted to be in a relationship with this person. Like, oh my god. I like when I say desperately, <laughs> like I endured shit. <laughs> I oh, endured I know the this. unthinkable. Unimaginable. <laughs> like you look back and you cringe. That's why I say it was a uh, learning experience. Jeez. It was my desperation um, that pushed us. As <laughs> like you look back and say, me no, like me, <laughs> me that they are looking for on the streets. <laughs> but like, I get that, and I'm really happy you could open up about that because it's kind of similar. But my own was even worse. <laughs> <laughs> my own was raised to power ten <laughs> because I you know agree. it's different when you hear from God. You can convince yourself that it is you. But when you hear from other people, you can't convince yourself that is you. Mm. And that is like something that came so haunting me. Like, you heard from God, you dreamt, they told you. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> people close to him. Let's say, okay, those people did not like him. Yeah. People close to him even told, told you. you. Still, yeah. Still, or still. Upon, even though everything. You still said no. <laughs> I will stay with you forever, forever. Ah, true, thick and thin. And then you can help. Till death will do, do us part. <laughs> and death really did. It was an emotional death. I got to a point where I just became numb about everything. 
I didn't even know how to feel. I was just, I just wanted to be with him, no matter what. Even if I'm happy or not, I've entered <laughs> it, and I must stay there. Like, we'll, we'll be fine. Like, we'll, we'll be, be fine. fine. I will survive. For me to get to this point, maybe this is how I'm supposed to live. Like, I got to that point where I felt like, Oh, our parents don't have it easy. I don't see them smiling all I the know, time. Right? So maybe right. this is the time. And I had this feeling, this Nollywood feeling of if he hurts you and then you stay, he will realize that he loves you. And then he will now, <laughs> everything will now become everything. He will now come back. They will hurt him and it's a lie. You will meet someone that will love you <laughs> and you will still stay on your own. Yeah. And that was an hard process for ah. Mosukuti. <laughs> Jeez. Ah, no. I've cried my eyes out. I don't think I can cry again for any man. Yeah, no. It's, which piggybacks to like what I said about the experience. Like, when they told you, and if you had actually listened, you would always be looking back like, ah, what if I had? Um, I would rather I be looking back than having this pain. No, not knowing. Like, yeah, you wouldn't have true. known he was this type of person. No, but looking back, I knew. That That's, was that was what hurt me the most because I had an idea that it was this kind of person, but I chose to overlook it. So yeah, looking you know, back, you would always you had the idea that your love would you know change, but now you know that's not possible. Your love will not change. because when I met him, it wasn't love at first sight. Because when I met him, was in the worst states because it was at his. Um, dinner so it was even another guy his friend who was dating my friend was one we met through and there wasn't even feelings at first but when we started talking and started seeing each other often and i got to like his person without really getting to know him i got to like the version of him i was seeing that he gave to me that he painted to me so after falling in love with that version of him and getting to meet another version of him, I convinced myself that it was just a phase when that was actually who he was. So, realizing that, and I took a lot of things out of love. I took a lot, I stayed submissive. Like, I think that's a word. And trust me, not submissive in the sense that, oh, if he tells me sit down there, I will sit down there. No. But submissive in the sense that um, things that I would not naturally do or naturally take, I started to take it. I know I won't do this normally. I'm not that stupid. But for this situation, I deliberately became stupid. No, you wouldn't even take it from anybody else if it wasn't this person. Exactly. Like, that was what hurt me. Because <laughs> I was very add-on guys i had a guy come and visit me from lagos as I, around this time i was in my hostel and i could hear him pimping at the car and i did not leave my room and this guy traveled back to lagos and he called me and i said i was sleeping like and i wasn't even like sorry oh, oh what happened though i wasn't moved moved and it, it really got to me that so why am I why did I get so stupid for this person? I saw a lot of red flags when I mean a lot. I moye upon as people were telling me I was seeing the red flags. Let's say it was they were no red flags now and people were telling me I won't believe, but they were actually correlating. But I wanted to make myself believe that for me to love this person then it's meant to be. That 
Come rain, come sunshine. I mean, it's say nothing, nothing. I did, and it got to a point where I was begging God in prayer that I can't leave this person. Let him leave me. <laughs> like it got to that point because it was affecting my relationship with God, and I, like I said, I had already started the process of saving my soul. I was so deep into the work of God. That's why I want to point out that it's possible to have like to have like activities that you're doing that involves god and not be in god you can be serving god in that sense and not have a relationship with him because that was what was happening with him i didn't i was like you know how you're you don't necessarily have to love your boss at work but you have to do his will that was what my relationship was like with god so i had to I was serving him. He was like my boss. I was his employee. But I didn't love him. Because if I loved him, I wouldn't do certain things against his will. But because all I saw him was as a boss. So all I have to do is, oh, go to church, do evangelism, do the work I have to do. And as long as I'm doing that, he will look away from the fact that I was... You like to fornicate. I was doing things against his will, right? But then it was hard because... It was as if God was drawing me close. As he was pulling me, God was pulling me. And it's not as if he was even pulling me. It's like he's standing. God is pulling me and I'm pulling myself away from God to go and hold him. <laughs> like, because that's what it seemed like to me. But with time, I started to feel uncomfortable in the situation. Like, I could not longer take it, but I could not leave. I did not have the strength to. I did not have the mental capacity. I did not have the self-will to. Like, I wanted to, but I couldn't. So, if you're in that situation where you feel you want to leave this thing and you don't know how to, don't blame yourself. Don't let anybody make you feel stupid. It's you that knows what you are in, inside and you know how you feel. Because normally, it should not be hard to leave something. So, when it becomes hard and impossible, that's where God comes in. It's the one that makes the impossible possible. Because I prayed about it. Trust me, looking back, I cried in prayer that God, I can't leave this person. I know he's not good for me, but I can't leave him. I'm so used to him. I've adapted to him. He has become my everyday life. I can't go a day without talking to this person. Over the years, and you're telling me to leave like a pattern I'd already set for myself. He had become like out of part of my daily routine. I had to talk to him every night. So what would I be talking to from now? Who would be the person I can confide in from now? That kind of thing. It really messed up. And that was that was what made me realize that I had made this person an idol in my life that I could not live without. And it became an issue. So much that I had to pray about it. And the day it would break up with me, Omo. The moment I saw that breakup text, I slept off immediately. Like, honestly, like looking back, I slept. Like, <clears throat> it wasn't like a peaceful sleep. It was like a self-induced, you know, when a, a patient is in so much pain that they give them medically induced coma. Mm-hmm. That was what happened. My brain could not take the pain that was about to come. So I had to fall into coma. <laughs> like, I had to fall into a self-induced... I did not want to fathom the fact that this guy could leave me after going through everything I went through <laughs> over something flimsy. I could not... Fa- I didn't want to... So I slept off. The next morning, you, you will not... Realize. 
I could not even remember that we had broken up because my friend was even asking me to tease me because we were talking the night before. It was like, how is that your boyfriend now? I was like, he's fine. So I slept in my friend's place. As I opened the door and the breeze blew on me, <laughs> it was as if there was this recollection about the every, and I became numb. My body started to shake. I got to my room and I started crying. It was a bad situation for me. And looking back, the reason why I knew that I loved him was that it wasn't about what he had or an idea of him. I just truly loved this person. Like the other times he had been that, oh, probably I needed company or probably I liked the idea of them or they liked me and I liked that they liked me. It wasn't about that. I liked this person regardless of whether he expressed love to me or not. Mm-hmm. I loved him whether he loved me or not. I loved him regardless of the situation. And it really hurt me because why would I love someone that did not love me back? And stay in love is a different thing. Maybe you can live and still like deal with the situation. But I stayed in love until he left me there. And when, even when he left me there, I was still like... I'm not going anywhere. You will be by Lumati Bami. What Bami be? That kind of... But I... Looking back, it was because... Firstly, I had not learned to love myself. Because even the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Loving yourself is the standard to which you love others. Like, when I read that part of the Bible, it, it came to me differently. That if you can't love yourself you are incapable of loving uh, incapable of loving other people it's not as much as you think is possible your loving yourself should be the standard should be the parameters you use to love other people that's what the bible did not say love yourself like you love others mm-hmm. is love others like you love yourself so for you to be able to truly love other people it starts from loving yourself because what we had was not necessarily love it was just like this what do they call this um stockholm syndrome mm-hmm. that's when you, someone has been like your captor you start you've gotten used to the person that you can't let go you are now attached to it that was what happened to me i didn't know how to leave that situation it will say things that will hurt me and i will still go back and call him and be begging <laughs> like <clears throat> and i will be like and i will still think i was at fault i think that was what happened to me because i could not mentally or emotionally leave that situation i did not have the capacity to and even when he did i was still calling him <laughs> every day like and this guy literally had to remind me every day that there i'm not your boyfriend anymore it was that bad like it took him reminding me that he weren't dating anymore to remember that we weren't actually dating. the way this i would mistakenly call him like and looking back it wasn't actually like that much of a mistake <laughs> because i could have not just gone to the screen where the call would i don't know if you get what i'm saying it's because i was on the screen that's why i could mistakenly press it if i was not there it won't press so looking back right i didn't like the idea that the first contact with romantic love i would have was with someone that didn't deserve the kind of love i was bringing because omo my love is premium package mm. when i love you i love you i will do anything and everything within my power to express it mm. so giving that to someone that did not realize the value of what he had was very painful i had to go through different seasons and you know one thing god brought to me was that first love yourself mm-hmm. the moment you can love yourself 
to take shit from other people will be hard. Like, Omo, I learned that, like, from that process because God brought this um, analogy to me. If you're in a um, dirty space, probably in a dumping ground, and someone dumps dirt there, you won't realize that they've dumped dirt there. But if you're conscious about cleaning a space and someone drops even a pin, Wani, oh yeah, carry that pin. Like, the, because I remember when I was in uni and I used to clean my room. When I finished mopping my room, nobody can enter with slippers. So you cannot. Like, because the anger we used to tell you to drop your slippers outside would be crazy. Because I just cleaned it and I know what it took me to clean that space. So if you're actively involved in and you're conscious about loving yourself, when anybody wants to bring anything that would affect that love that you have for yourself, you'll be very bold and audacious about saying, keep your shit out. But looking back, I've, I come, I've come to realize that I was even in a messed up state already. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't really love myself. I didn't even know what love is. So when they brought trash to me, I took it. So looking back, I've come to learn that loving yourself first and then learning that anything outside the parameters of god that looks like love is not it i know that might seem weird to people who are not like quote-unquote christians or religious people as i might put it but the truth is that when they say god is love is the entirety of love he gave his son to die for our sins and i know that seems over the years because we've been used to hearing it we don't really think about the like the what's the word now the effect of that imagine carrying your son and putting him up for a sacrifice no like actually think about it to save people that you are not sure they will love him back like we think about it because we're so used to it we don't really realize how hard because that's why god could really love abraham because Abraham was willing to do the same thing he was going to do. So it, it, it was easy for God to call Abraham his friend. Because God, he had the kind of love God had in him. So we must get to that point where the love inside us shows God. Like, if you want to love me, I can't love a murderer. Like, I can't be in love with a murderer. Let me put it that way. Someone that is actively murdering people. If it's in his past, that's it. Even if it's in his past, I have a preference to say I can't. That's another thing. In life, as much as God loves all of us and we love other people, I love everybody, but I can't be in love with everybody. There is different kinds of love and there are different ways I'll put different people. Who I choose to love comes from how I've come to understand myself. I can love, I can love someone who has cheated on me before. That is me. Whoever who can't do that on them. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Absolutely. Someone's definition of love depends on, especially romantic love, comes from a place of loving themselves and understanding what they can take or what they can't take. I can't love someone who has murdered, but I can love someone who has cheated. Now it doesn't make sense, but that is who I am and that is what I've come to understand over time that I can take. But if you marry wife on top of me, I can't. <laughs> I cannot love you again, obviously. Now, I'm not saying love, when I'm saying I can't love you again, it doesn't mean that love will die. It just means that I am removing the power I've given to you to... So, I've come to realize that loving 
how to how you choose to love depends on who you're loving and why you're loving them right so i love my colleagues at work i love my friends i love my brother i love my sisters i love everybody but how i choose to respect um express that love i can't sleep with my brother and that is an expression of love sex is an expression of love but i can't sleep with my brother but who I choose to finally have... No, I feel what you're trying to say is that there's a difference between loving and being in, in love, basically. Yeah. So, I want to clearly state that how, because you can love... And in this life, nobody is an um, island of his own. You need to love other people. You, you are a product of love. You're a product of sex. You're a product of love, in bas- basically. So... What if you don't want to love? <laughs> so you're a product of love. So you, you are a love being. God, God that lives in us, the spirit of God that lives in us is love. So you have to express love whether you like it or not. But how you choose to express it depends on who you're expressing it to and why you're expressing it to them. Because when a purpose of a thing is unknown, abuse is inevitable. And that's one thing that affected my relationships, even friendships, so far especially with the male sex because many times i if you don't define what you are in the relationship for that is when you start thinking of other things or other things will start coming into the picture but for you to properly express love you must know why you're loving the person i love the beggar on the streets because i feel for them a beggar on the street can't tell me, oh, because you love me, please come and spend the night with me. No. I will give you 15 euro. I will give you change that I have with me. Or if I can help more than that, I will. But I can't express love to you by sex. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So, the who you're loving and why you're loving them is important. You must be able to define that to properly express love. Because if you don't know that from the start, and I feel that that's what is affecting our generation right now. We think everyone we love or every guy or every girl we meet out there and we can feel something for them without even defining what that feeling is or knowing what the purpose is meant for. That's when you think everybody and everyone is meant to be slept with, including dogs, because mm-hmm. you've, not even <laughs> you've not even defined that too. But in just to, like, not to, like, what's the, deviate too much. Love... Is different from being in love and you need before you enter like a state of being in love you need to define what being in love means to you because anybody that doesn't stand for something will fall for everything mm-hmm. so for you to truly have the kind of love you want you must define what is even the kind of love i even want safe so that when it comes i will recognize it right and for me oh i've figured out that god is love for me so the parameters and standard of being in love has to be in line with what God's word says about love. So if God says, oh, love is sweet, love, uh, God love did not say God is sweet. No. It's but, sweet, it's love not sweet. But, but okay, the Bible talks about love being okay, kind, love is patient. I am not patient with me. I am not kind. Love is enduring. All those things, I am not that is not love for me or if it's not within the parameters of what the word of god has said about love forget it 
we can't be in love and beyond that it's not one man to one woman let me point that out too because like she said she has been in love twice it doesn't mean she didn't love the person first person or the second person it just means things did not work out so you need to get to a point of realizing because that's what affected me i thought if i'm in love once by i must i must stay in love with that person forever and ever and ever and there are factors in which you need to like evaluate whether this person is someone you need to enter a relationship with so love is not enough love is not all a relationship is about for you to enter a relationship there's more than love there's compatibility there's commitment if the person does not have certain things beyond loving them you need to look away and that is why relationship or marriage in itself is not a thing of just emotion there's more to it than that so I've come to shall realize in quotes that first love should actually be yourself because you have to first love yourself to be able to express love to others and then for you to truly express what love is you must be able to express it through God because God in, in, in himself is love right God himself is love so what more way to understand love than true love himself and the bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god so god's word is him the way to know love is to know god and the way to know god is to know his word so basically the word of god is the way to truly define the standard of your love because in ourselves the mind is feeble or more and the mind is weak if you decide to define love for your own self like i've learned you won't make the best decisions but if there is a standard and a parameter you're using to define it it becomes easier and if you can adhere to those principles without falling it will help you a lot is there anything you'd like to add my beautiful friend with lovely hair alana she's eating Speechless, speechless. That's how you make me feel. And whenever do, I'm far away. <laughs> but seriously, though, okay, let me ask you. Now, looking forward, you say you still love the person you loved last. So, who, what do you plan to see in a love, like? someone you plan to love now what what do you think will be the parameters for loving the person like if you meet someone now what will you use to know to define that oh i love this person i mean that i love this person mm-hmm. over the years my the people that i've loved it is not something specifically that they did mm-hmm. or a trait that they had I just, my heart just drew to this person. That's why I, that's why regardless of whatever it is that they did or they will do, like my love will not change. It still Mm. is because it's not like you, you know how God's love is, not because you worked for it. Yeah, true. It just is, like I just have that type of feeling towards you. So... What will make me know that I love someone? I I don't know because it just usually just happens like that. 
but what will I know to know that oh this person is fit to be in a relationship with me first you have to feel you know the way that I feel for you <laughs> of, course. of course we are not like a tree you have to love me you know and you have to be vocal about it important the way that so that I like I know for sure you said it with your mouth though you express it with your actions though good and then I mean because I genuinely don't always you know make my decisions myself I always pray about but this time I hope to you know listen listen. to God (laughs) finally I hope to listen this time yeah and I feel like desperation will not propel me like it did the last time so this, cause this time I'm not. I don't you know have love in yourself already. I ha- I don't even know what I was desperate for. Um, like I don't know what I looking was. Looking back, you want for. to. I want to slap that girl <laughs> and be like, but I'm oh, happy no, I, because she made me who I am today. Yeah, obviously. I feel like it's just in like if you know the amount of things that I learned about myself from being in this relationship, I don't feel like I will take it back. Exactly because see, one thing I've learned about being getting out from a painful process or something that hurts you is that it opens up yourself to you it's just like if you have like ah, how do i put it now if you okay for example when i got sick and they had to examine me i realized okay there were some things i needed to work on in myself now if i didn't get sick i wouldn't have thought about going to the clinic to get examined and all of that so Specifically, exactly. Yeah. So, which is why you had some other people. It's not the same for them. They probably would have gotten the. But you, if it's not that you, were <laughs> out the you wouldn't have. So that's True. why you know. So different so, people and their different exactly. But sometimes, right? Okay. In coming episodes, I'll talk about how trauma, childhood trauma, affects love. Yeah. I'll talk about um, how to deal with or it's how to move on letting go what else we'll talk about how love affects every other area of your life we'll talk about sex celibacy how to like cope with celibacy we'll talk about a lot of things we'll talk about money and how sex is sex a right like what is the word now exchange value for money and all of that and we'll talk about a lot of things looking forward it was nice session is a bit longer but we hope you enjoy it and then give us your feedback and any if there's any topic you'd like us to talk about please bring it up we'll talk about it thank you bye, bye.